0: listening to Open Mind Industries podcast. Hi guys, welcome to the Mind Unleashed episode 12. Before we start to this some pot, I'd like to give a few shoutouts to my supporters. First one is going to be lift the ride-sharing app. Use our code TMUP for $5 off your first ride. Also, check out Dine Art Studios. If you're trying to get a home sold or do a professional drone shoot for your wedding, any special occasion, use our code OMI and Dine Art Studios will give you 5% off when you book with them. Also, Weiss Productions is doing the same. Use our code OMI for 5% off when you book with them. Alrighty, guys. Let's start this pod. We'll be sitting down with Moby Lee. Enjoy. Sit back, relax, and open your mind.
1: Moby Lee. I am Vengeance. I am the Knight. I am Batman.
0: That's a good Kevin Conroy.
1: Just kidding. That's my superstar, Moby Lee.
0: Moby Lee, people. He's here finally. I've been trying to get him on a. We've been trying to do this for a while. I just really didn't know what we were going to talk about it. I wanted him to sit down and just shoot shit. I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's you or me with the audio. your mic's giving out a little bit
1: That's so That's
0: nice echo hey you guys wanted realism this is what we get I can't hear anything you're saying. Interesting. Hmm. See At least on my end. No, not on my end. end. Can you hear me? can hear you now, yeah. I can hear you
1: now, yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, I I don't know what it's, it's like. This is like a... $50 $50 pair of headphones. Well, wow, that's going to be interesting for the podcast. Well, you guys wanted
0: realism, and Moby, we didn't know how we were going to do this. We didn't know how the audio was going to be. Look. This is actually a new recording software I'm using, so.
1: It's going to be amazing. History in the making. I even rocking my Moby League shirt.
0: Now, you guys are getting another you know, character. When I first met you, I'm really curious. How did the character come up?
1: It's not a character. It's who I am. It's me 24-7, when I go by the International Superstar Mobility, it comes down to this. You want, they say dress the part of who you want to be. So right now, although I'm not famous yet, technically, when I am famous, I can say I didn't change at all. I've been like this the whole time. I've been talking in third person. I've been going by the International Superstar. Right. It's not something that I can turn off. Like when I go home, I don't go become something else. It's like Moby Lee, twenty four seven. Right. I mean,
0: how did how did how did you, Moby Lee, Moby Lee, become? Like, how did you know when this was what you wanted to be?
1: When I was ten years old, I um. Oh, I'm gonna go back even further. I got a funny story.
0: Okay, I, I can do this.
1: I don't know if you're religious or not, but I'm a Christian. Okay. And before I was a Christian, I, I used to think that my pastor was God when I was a kid. I found out that wasn't the case. Like, I thought that was just God telling stories about his life. When I found out he wasn't, and that was just like a pastor saying things, I'm like, if that's not God, who is? And I thought he wasn't real, because I couldn't physically see him, because I was right. like, he couldn't fathom something like that. So I was an atheist for a few months. And okay. then when I was ten years old, God spoke to me and was just like, Hey, I'm real, go get saved. And I was like, I so I got saved then and when that happened, my whole life changed. And at ten years old, fifteen years ago, I started making videos. This before YouTube was a thing. So okay. like I had the V C R I put the video visual cord in my PlayStation and the audio cords of DVD player, and I would film myself film the game with music that I put in there and like do slideshows on a computer of pictures, and I thought I was the man, and everything I'm doing now is stuff I wanted to do since I was a little kid, so right. like I'm literally trying to live my childhood dream, nothing at all is different now that I'm trying to do that I haven't been trying to do for the past 15 years.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, that sounds freaking crazy because you already knew then. You were like, okay, I'm going to be YouTube before YouTube. I'm going to try to do something unique before it becomes mainstream and everybody's doing it. How does that feel now? Like, when you look at it now, you're like, damn, I was already ahead of the game? Or
1: I'm, I wish I was ahead of the game. Uh, it's kind of frustrating, actually, because I feel like I should be a lot bigger than I am.
0: I mean, that that takes time. I mean, that's the same thing with, like, I say every day, I do the podcast, and I'm like, I always tell people, I'm like, I have a friend that does his own stream. He does it because he wants to do it. Whatever comes from it it makes him happy. It makes him motivated to get out of bed in the morning. Isn't that something that you have to look forward to?
1: Well, when it comes to motivation, I feel like I'm my own biggest motivation whenever I... I like down and dumps, or like take a break from what I'm doing. I just watch some of my old content and be like, "Wow, yo, I'm a beast, yo. <laughs> yeah, yo, I still, this video <laughs> thing." I gotta yeah, keep. Yeah, some of
0: your videos, man. I get cracking up, even when I'm having a bad day. I'll be doing a project here and just like, what the hell is this? about? Exactly. I just lose my mind. I'm like, how in the hell did he come
1: up with this? I'm doing it for so long. And, yeah. and what's kind of frustrating is. Like, I've worked with people who have millions of subscribers, like multiple people, people who've been on TV, people who've been in movies. So, like, when I work with people like that and I'm at where I'm at, it gets frustrating. But at the same time, I feel when I do make it, i am be up there like The Rock and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's all about the journey getting there. I know I'm going to get there. I just don't know how long it's going to take.
0: I mean, things to say about that is, you know, you've got to stay positive. I mean, it's people that make it there. It's hard. Like people said the one thing. It's it's easy to make it. It's hard to maintain it. You know, you'll get to subscribers when you get to subscribers. You'll get – it's to be grateful for what you have now. You have a good following. You have the right people, you know. Yeah. And it's kind of like I don't see why some people are like, I want to be famous. And when they finally get to the plateau, they're like, wow, I got here, now what else do I achieve, you know, and the people that do have a lot of subscribers, it's it's, it's minor for them, I mean, sometimes they're like, oh, I'm too famous, or I'm too this, I think, honestly, seeing a lot of your videos, I think you're on the right, you're on the right path, it's coming.
1: Well, the thing about success is it's relative, you don't really, measuring success can be amazing to one person, but not yeah. to someone else, when I first started, my goal was to get one thousand subscribers because as a teenager that seemed like so much to me. Like I need to get a thousand subscribers. Like this like that that seemed like a goal that was almost impossible to reach. And then when I reach a thousand and two thousand, three thousand, four thousand, five thousand, it's like, oh, okay. Now I see five thousand isn't a lot. So now you gotta go to the next goal and the next goal. And I feel like People who make it big like that and don't know what to do It's because they aren't – when they make it, they don't know where to get versus another personality trait be like, all right, I made it here. How can I improve what I'm doing now? How can I be even bigger? How much extra work can I do? Exactly,
0: and I think that's one thing. Yep. Like I see that you, you do every week. It's like, okay, today I'm putting out a new cast or I have a new script that I want to put out. And, like, you already kind of know your agenda for the year or the month. So you already like, hey, I have a script in the works. Like, how do you come up with the the uh, projects?
1: Hey, look, just like people write stories, do journey, journal entries and stuff like that, I like to bring my imagination to life. And I just like to create things, something that I enjoy. Like, the next few projects I'm working on, I'm doing some parodies, of some Marvel shows, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, Daredevil. And I, d- I really like those shows. So I want to create my own version, just like creating my own version of The Walking Dead. Like, when you watch it, I feel like everyone, when they watch shows, they like imagine different things, different scenarios of the characters being there. And I do the same thing. You can find motivation from literally anything. Like, the video idea where i did a video like when you're watching porn and come across a banger like there was literally a video of me watching that saying a song on it and like oh snap this goes hard <laughs>
0: <laughs> that one was a little weird like my best one yet and i'm like on facebook and i'm like okay how do i perceive this how do i it's like just click watch let him have this one exactly. and i was like wow
1: because it's not some it's just imagination when, when you daydream and imagine things and it makes you laugh, it's going to make other people laugh. You can't, I don't put things out that I think people are going to like. I put things out that entertain me that come up in my head and I make it so good that they have to like. Yeah.
0: I think that's like the thing. I listen to a lot of Kevin Smith and he says that a lot. He said, I make a lot of these movies for myself to make me happy. And if you like them, you like them, you know, he's like, I'll get the following. I mean, it's pretty funny that that's, the same criteria you're going with is like I do them for me to get them out of my head, so I have something to look back when. Like they're entertaining for you.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, I found that pretty freaking intriguing. It's like okay, I find because like when you did the Walking Dead one and you were like that was a big thing we were talking about like the to of the Walking Dead out and I kind of I saw it. I was like I gave you some you know technical stuff. I'm like hey, why don't you use a reflector here? This like I never thought about using that. When somebody gives you kind of advice, like how do you take it you know to like improve your your filming or what have you?
1: I love it. Oh, one thing, well, I was back when I was in high school. I was in theater for four years, and I wasn't really one of the main actors. I was an extra a lot. I was good enough. Same, get, yeah, same. I was behind the scenes. Yeah, I was good enough to get guaranteed a spot no matter what, but like my body type, I didn't get cast in the main roles. But and what upset me, like I well, was. Let's
0: be honest, enough. you're gorgeous.
1: I I agree. I wasn't as good. <laughs> But I was good enough to, like, nail my small parts, Mm -hmm. so I never needed any critique. But I feel like it hindered my growth as an actor because when you're telling this person, work on this, this, and that, and this person work on this, this, and that, and don't tell me anything. Exactly.
0: I don't know why, like, theater groups, if any of you guys have taken them, they don't really say much. They always, you find the tier A and tier B, and we're like tier C. They're like, y'all are never going to just stay on the side. And you're like, listen, we have more creativity than most of these guys here.
1: Yeah, so when it comes to stuff like that, uh, the more brains, the better. I, I I know I'm good enough to where, like, I, I, I can do some professional stuff. Like, I've filmed projects that's been on TV, not on my own, like me being a cameraman. And um, I know I'm good enough. But at the same time, I know a lot of other people do things differently. So it's always great to have critiquing and advice. Even when I do videos, I can be completely done, and I'll still show my friends, hey, what do you think about this? Or, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? To get their opinion Exactly.
0: Off. I think that's what keeps you kind of motivated. It's like, all right, I could have gone better. Like, I think Trey Parker said the same thing the other day on Nerdist, and they're like, he's a writer and stuff, and he just got done doing this pick-up on me. He's like, he's like, yeah, my biggest problem is like, when I was done doing the audio, um, They're like, okay, you can go home. He's like, I can go to the park. He's like, man, when I do a South Park, I have to like go back in and re re record or rewrite something. And he's like, oh, but he always critiques it, but it's the best thing to be critiqued because it helps you.
1: Yeah, and that's the hard part of like directing, acting, starting editing all on my own because I don't have people there to be like, hey, let's try this shot, or hey, try this out because I'm by myself doing it.
0: Yeah, but I think that kind of gives you a sense of freedom though, to feel like, okay, this is my storyboard. This is what I want to start writing and stuff like that. I mean, if you had somebody there kind of like always up your butt going, hey, Moby, I don't like this shit or I don't like that. You know, you think it's going to be kind of frustrating because I know for sometimes it's me for it's frustrating because I have a vision, you know, straight ahead.
1: Well, with me, I have freedom regardless because Mm. it's my content. Right. Having people there It's less of I don't like this and more of giving their spin on it because I can have a vision Mm. and someone else can have a different vision that can add to it. Like uh, one of my friends, Jose, who's just an actor who doesn't record a film or edit, like I'll record and edit his videos and he'll come at me with an idea. And whenever he does it, like he'll have his idea and I look at it and I visualize, I'm like, that's funny what if we did like this, this, and that? Now, don't change it. Just ask her to tweak something else. And he's like, Oh, you're right. Oh, <laughs> a- I come to you. Yeah. You can have something, and in your mind, it's like perfect or near perfect. And then, since everyone has different minds and different thoughts, they're so like, What if instead of this one thing, you made it this way? And it's like, Yo, that's right. Like, that that would exactly. be so, like, working together with people, keeping an open mind, mm-hmm. is a lot better than just doing it Yourself, unless you ha- you're, like, super focused, you only want it a certain way, you don't want any changes.
0: Has there been any any projects like that for you? Like, you, like, had an idea, but it was like, everybody was, like, you put it to the editing board, played it for a few friends, and were like, yeah, just not hitting.
1: Not to sound cocky or anything, but that's actually never happened to me before. Um, That's pretty good. When I I do my stuff, even before I show people, Mm. like, I'm a perfectionist when it comes to things. And I can have a video done. I was just talking to somebody about this. I can have it done for hours, sometimes days, and I still won't render it because I myself would be like, hmm. There's something missing on this. And until I'm ready to render it myself, then I'll be like, hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? I don't show it to people until I feel like it's good enough to be shown to people.
0: Right. So,
1: like in the very beginning stages, at that point, I'm not trying to see what people think because I'm not done with it myself. Yeah. So when it's a complete project, that's when I'm, you know, asking for advice and stuff. Not even advice, but just, mm-hmm opinions and and smoke small,
0: small critiques stuff like that
1: yeah see reactions see see their genuine reactions like if they watch the whole thing and they don't laugh once whether they say it's good or not i'm like all right they didn't give like there was no genuine laughter or, or like shock or awe, so
0: mm-hmm.
1: change this up or change that up
0: you think like oh you think like you you made a video so
1: well and you're just like okay well
0: like you just said you know you're trying to get the followers stuff like that you know when you put a video out there and it gets like per hour because nowadays you see videos that like goes effing fucking viral and um you are like shit man my video only got like sixty three views within the hour what the fuck did I do wrong does that like critique you to do something else or reedit or what
1: it's absolutely horrible but something I've learned is it's not about the content that you make. Mm-hmm. You can put something out that's absolutely amazing that just won't take off yet. There's plenty of people who myself you cons- included, <laughs> people who are consistent with what they do and get no love at all, but that's because the right people haven't seen it. Like a lot of th- a lot of things that go viral aren't production value things. Not at
0: all. They're cell phone shot. They're not even done properly
1: but you can't get discouraged by stuff like that. Like, I did a series called Gimmick Infringement where I played a different professional wrestling in each episode. And I had actual famous wrestlers in the Hall of Fame. They're on Raw. The general manager, Raw, Kurt Angle, was in one of the episodes and in the trailer. And that, I was struggling to get 100 views on those episodes. And it was, like, real high-quality stuff. But that was because at the time, when I released it, YouTube had a bunch of problems with the subscription stuff and like a lot of stuff was messed up and I was real discouraged because I not only put hundreds of dollars into it, I feel like it was some of my best work and I got celebrities in it.
0: Yeah. 'Cause you got like, Gene Oakland and a few other guys give you a shout out on, on their, you know, on their pages?
1: Uh, Kurt Angle, Mojo Raleigh, Josh Matthews, Matt Hardy, a bunch of different wrestlers. And like, I that still today, that deserves a lot more views uh-huh. than it got. But it was about timing when it came out because of how YouTube was. But I still believe that that's, that uh, thing is, is going to get a shine.
0: I mean, it's like, you know, we they, they say it now. It might, cause, you know, the funny thing is, like, people are like, why do you record your podcast? Why do you, we do video? I'm like, well, because you don't know how it's going to be received. Some people don't like listening to audio. Some people don't like listening to video. I said, good sir. They'll find it when they find it. You know, when somebody needs the the outlet, you know. It's like your videos, and you've been putting them on through Facebook and then through YouTube because you're trying to maximize your full audience. And I feel like they like, you know, Facebook is kind of weird for that guys because Facebook freaking okay. it allows you to post your link, and then you have to have Facebook gets credit, and then your YouTube channel, you know, at least you trying to get paid, so you're just like, oh crap. And do you feel like that's kind of hard? It's like you have to like kind of source yourself out to many different other hubs just to
1: get views. Um I definitely get the most views on Facebook as of right now. The only thing that sucks is I am partnering with full screen on YouTube, and I can only get paid to YouTube. So, yeah, and
0: that's, that's a pain in the ass.
1: Yeah, so I'll have a video. Like one of the things i that got, i got 6,000 views on Facebook, but only 300 on YouTube. And it's like, wow, it would have been great if there's 6,000 on YouTube. Yeah, like, <laughs> exactly. I do that in Instagram too. But for the different platforms, it's different audiences. Is. So you have to create it as such. Like on Instagram, I do motivational workout videos. I do comedy stuff. It's like short things, like minute long things. Whether it's Facebook, it might be longer. Like if I put a video on YouTube, it'll be high production. It'll be different scenes, different oh, characters.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, ten eighty P quality, uh, cut if, roll.
1: If I were transition that to Facebook, I take a minute of that. Like I take a a portion of that video, then put it on Facebook. Cause Facebook, they don't want to watch a longer video. No. They're scrolling through their phone. Sometimes they're like taking a crack just scrolling through Facebook. Oh, cool, a funny video. So it's not about getting my face out there as much as I can, but more of a knowing which type of videos go with which platform and knowing the audience I have on each. Cause the people who follow me on Instagram, are different than YouTube, and different than Facebook. Like, posting videos on Facebook, got a lot of people from work, they're like, oh, I love that video, that's awesome. And if I put that on YouTube, they wouldn't have seen that. They see it, because they're my friends on Facebook. Instagram. Exactly,
0: exactly. It's like, we, we, we've we talked about it too, guys. Like, Moby's like, hey, have you seen my video? And then he started putting these small little snippets out, like, every few weeks. Trailer coming in two days, trailer coming in three days, and you're like, oh, shit, wonder what he's coming up with. And was like, Damn, bro, I spent, like, three weeks editing this video and fucking only got, like, 100 views. And I'm like, on YouTube? He's like, yeah. He's like, I don't know if I should just do, like, a little snippet, like you just said, on Facebook, just so I can get the link there so it shoots from over to the YouTube page so I get paid. Because that was a good, what, two months shooting right there that you were editing?
1: Yeah, the Walking Dead one. Like, I even, I was trying to rent out a, a baseball field and everything. I'm not doing it. They want to charge me, like, $200. Just the film, uh, film for half an hour. And oh yeah, know. they're
0: not cheap. Yeah, they're definitely. I could have definitely helped. because yeah. I mean, you did. If you guys haven't seen it, it's definitely on YouTube, and he's really done a good job with it. Um, it was an amazing skit, and he was like, "Have you seen The Walking Dead?" And I've watched Walking Dead, but I haven't seen that Keegan episode. And he's uh, well, like, I matched the scene for scene?" And I was like, "Did you?" And he's like, "Yeah." And then I kind of gave him some advice. Like I said, guys, I gave him some critique about the the. There was some lens flaring. I said, "Oh, have you?" Have you like um, used a reflector or something so the lens it was kind of the viewer's eyes was kind of at the sunlight? He was like, "No, I didn't think about that." But thanks for the advice. Like, how do how would I get rid of it? I'm like, "Well, maybe you want to wipe the lens before you do." He's like, "I actually had a friend. It was his first time using the camera." So, yeah. I mean, but it it sucks when you got to like go through it. But it came out really well. I mean, you had cars beeping in the background, but it sounds, still sounded amazing.
1: That's the the tough part about being independent with things like this because I know how to work a camera great and direct and all that. But when I'm in front of the camera, I can't be behind and front of the camera at the same time. Frank, <laughs> right, Like my friend. If we
0: could, man, we would.
1: Yeah. My friend, Rennie, I use the cameraman. He obviously doesn't have the eye I do or the skills I do, but he helps me out and he records with me. So he's not going to see all this or these programs, uh, like, problems that I would see if I was behind the camera. So when it comes to things like that, it's about, you know, making do with what you have. Like, there's sometimes where I like being behind the camera better because, like, I'm in full control, and I know exactly how everything's looking as it's being recorded. And when you're in front of the camera, you don't know it all until after you see it play back. Yeah, I mean, that's
0: that's the fun part of it because it's, like, okay, it's, like, Everybody you put in there seems like they're having a lot of fun and like even if they don't know what they're doing, they're like, Yo, this is gonna be a fun shoot.
1: Exactly. like I, I, how do
0: you how do you find like your cast?
1: It's it's tough. It's real tough. It depends on timing. If it depends on if I got a buzz or not. <laughs> at one point everybody's begging to be in my videos.
0: <laughs> and
1: if it's like a downtime, then no one cares to do it. So like mm. I'm I'm starting to get my fan base back. So I have more people who want to be in it, but people want to be in it if it seems like it's big. So if I'm in a downtime where I haven't made videos in a while, I'm trying to get people in it, it'd be a lot harder. But if I'm posting these videos like this get a thousand, this get a few thousand and everyone's talking about me, then people want to try to come and, you know, be a part of it. I mean, why not? You know, not? Dude,
0: do you find it funny, though? Like, you did the mannequin challenge, and you're like, best mannequin challenge out there yet, and it was that thing where you were in the kitchen, you were singing, and I was like, bro, that got some crazy views. So I was like, you wrote mannequin challenge, so it confused everybody. They're like, oh, this isn't the mannequin challenge? I was like, smart move, Moby.
1: Yeah. Um, and- Even with that, that was just, I'm bad at keeping up with trends. Because the way I make things, I like to just create things for my mind instead of whatever's popular. But that right there was something that was like wasn't big yet. So I'm like, I need to do this right now. I can't, like... And it was legit, like... I used my mom's clothes and my mom's wig, but she doesn't care. She doesn't question it at all. She understands. And I just did it, like And all of that was like spur of the moment. Like, what can I do to make this as epic as possible? (laughs) Just set up my tripod and did these different shots. And my friend came over and I did more shots. And people's attention spans, if it's not something that's happening constantly, Mm -hmm. sidetracked, and want to look at something else. So that's taking advantage of a trend. But at the same time, making sure I have the quality to back it up, have it be amazing. Because if I do have something viral, I'm not gonna be a one-hit wonder. Because I have this full catalog of content.
0: Exactly. And people like they always ask us, they so like, why do you even, why do you guys even record your stuff? And like, if it's like, because when you do have a fan base, somebody thinks it and they click on it, and they're like, oh shit, this guy's been around for quite a bit. Yeah. Exactly. Got quite a catalog.
1: And what I like about your podcast and the fact that it's audio is it's a different experience being able to watch it versus just listen to it like if i have a podcast i'm listening to i usually put it on before i go to bed you know i'll, I'll put it I'm on that
0: way yeah i do i do it like before i go to bed i listen to bizarre states or something yeah
1: exactly fall asleep to it but exactly or it's netflix so i'm not gonna do that i'm gonna actually sit down and watch it because when you listen to it, you can hear them like get excited or laugh or like, oh, I wonder what they're doing. But you don't see it here. You actually see everything that's happening. You can sit down and watch it all. So I feel like it's a completely different experience. And the fact that you actually have it on your channel, you don't have to pay for it, makes it that much easier. That's huh? the thing. It's like I was told somebody the other day, I was like, yeah, I'm trying to find
0: sponsors. I have only got like three supporters. That are like if they if I use my code they'll like make me they'll send me some money if they for their businesses and like bigger companies like Loot Crate like nah to get you we ain't even got enough subscribers I'm like that's free advertisement guys like how are you wasting any money exactly but they don't understand that so what have you but yeah you're right because the attention span for people is like okay I, I can listen to something and then kind of get my mind into it but being able to see you or I your expression in your face, audio issues with the microphone, doing, doing that, you know, what have you? People are like, "What the fuck is causing that issue?" And then they can see it, and they're like, "Oh, I got it. I've been there before."
1: Exactly.
0: It's been, it's been, it's, it's crazy because you sit there and like, it's like you want to go, you kind of want to be on the cutting edge. I mean, like, how do you feel like when you first started shooting? Like now being on the cutting edge of YouTube, it's like keeping up with it. Okay, I've done this, I've done that. My editing is now cut down to this. Do you have, like, a time frame now of, like, how long your video should be before somebody plateaus out
1: of it, or...? I... It all depends on what type of video it is. Normally, I try to make my videos under five minutes. That seems about right. Um, But if I'm doing, like, a short film or something, I don't mind having it long. Uh, If I'm doing an interview, I don't mind having those long. just try to keep it under ten minutes. But it depends on what type of video, but usually under five minutes. I I try not to have it too long. And I know a lot, some people can Some people have videos that are like half-hour long, and people... Yeah, it just, depends
0: if they, if they got like a story and a script and you're like, okay, I, I got this, I can hold your attention span that long.
1: Well, some people don't. They just talk like Smosh. They'll just like play a game like Cards Against Humanity or something like that and they sit down and play and have fun like no acting necessary but they have such a loyal fan base that they feel like they're hanging out with them same with vloggers they just like record the day with their friends and just hanging out pretty
0: much
1: and you come back and you watch it every single day because you feel like you're part of that friend group now you're part of their family because you get to watch them all the time and i'm not there yet so i'm not going to be doing what they see i
0: I wouldn't say that i mean i think Moby Lee in general has, you have your own following. I mean, you've got probably obviously more followings than we do, and it, that's no problem. I think, you know, with you, it's like you have you have a certain clientele. You already know where you want to be. You know what videos you want to shoot. And you're like kind of already in that zone of like, you know what, screw it. If it doesn't hit, it doesn't hit. I'm going to keep doing it because I love it, you know. Yeah. And you've already had that mindset that's like if it hits, it hits. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to go on to this next script that I have built, you know. Like, like you just said previously, it's like, you know, you can't have your cake and eat it, too. You know, some people, they're, it's their attention span. Then people like this certain side of it because they're just trying to get out of their own mindset. You have your own mindset of like, hey, I really want to tell a story. I really want to make people giggle because I feel that I'm a comedian. I have a, I have a, a story to tell, you yeah. know.
1: Comedy translates the best. I, we always got, like, superiors whenever we did comedy and theater when we did the serious stuff, I mean, it was still received really well, but not as good as the comedies. So that's just a a mental note that I made myself. Like, people like to laugh.
0: I mean, that's that's one thing people help on YouTube for, is if it's not, like, a helpful guide on how to fix a fish or fix that, it's, hey, did Moby fall down the stairs today? Did Ali trip? Or, you know, it's kind of like one of those quick completion videos of, like, I'm having a bad day. I'm going to get home and watch a video to make me laugh because my boss just got done yelling at me kind of thing.
1: I never have to go through that. None of my bosses would ever yell at me.
0: <laughs> no, I got to say, our bosses are pretty, actually pretty fun. It's like, but I'm saying when people are like at work and it's like your videos are so to the point of like, hey, there's, there's going to be a, a, a series. And you've done quite a few series. Like, how has that been going for you?
1: Well... It depends on what series it is. Undone Love Story is my most successful uh, series. Okay. With like around four to five hundred views per episode, average, and some even higher than that. One is almost at a thousand. That's and it not was, bad at all. Yeah, romantic comedy series, and I had beautiful woman in, in the episode. Okay. Like you're following my story, you want to see who, who I end up with in it, and um, that was great. Was the gimmick infringement, which I feel is a better story, it's geared just towards wrestling fans. So if you're not a wrestling fan, you might not be into it. But I still, like, I'm proud of what I did. And the Walking Dead series, so I'm a huge Walking Dead fan. That was more for me than anything, whether it got views or not, because I love the characters. I love Rick. I love Negan. Like, that's my favorite show on TV, and just being able to create my own version of it and have a recurring cast to do it like it's really fun and it's really nice to do and i want to say one more thing wait i had a thing to say but i'm not sure if I it. it was in the top of my head and i was thinking about it but when i was about to say it just now it ran off and i'm a little upset that it did me like that it's trying to make me look dumb but I'm I'm remember it. It's you not- got
0: this. You got this. All right. Come on.
1: Take I was gonna say it was like two subjects ago we were talking about it. I was gonna say something, but I forget. Oh well, it'll come back to me. Uh, hopefully
0: it does, man. Cause, uh, yeah, I remember when you were talking to me about like your series and stuff, you're like I create. You know, I was like I can do all these series, but I can find a girl like you know no girl would ever come up to me if I was like this guy or that guy. You know, when you design a character for your series, like, how do you go throughout that?
1: Well, with Undone Love Story, I, um... It's it's all about imagination. It's all about daydreaming and watching it in your head. So with that and the characters, I put, like... I was basically playing myself just to stop the international superstar part. Nice. And I thought the two best friends I had, I'd have to have the, a dynamic. One who's like crazy about sex, one who's superly romantic. And I feel like that would be funny. You know, you play it in your head. Before I even write scripts, I would just daydream over and over. And just like come with all these different scenarios and daydream and daydream and daydream to, to the point where it's like, all right. This is how I want it. Then I start writing about it. And I remember what I was going to say earlier now. Oh. so When it comes to being the international superstar Mobley, Lee, I have a YouTube following, and I have a following in person. For instance, I work at the company, Universal Studios, Orlando, Florida, one of the best theme parks in the world. And a lot of people in Universal know who I am from all around, the whole area. There's a lot of people who know me, a lot of people who address me as international superstar. I'm talking about leads, supervisors, everybody. But not all those people know about my videos. So that's why I'm focusing on building my brand more than my YouTube channel. Because everyone's going to see my YouTube channel. But if all these people more and more and more and more know who I am as a person it'd be easier to get other stuff off the ground. Just right. like you and, you know, the open mind. Instead of, like, you're not promoting just a podcast or just a YouTube channel. Like, you have a full company that you have.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And whether it be, you know, how-tos or 3D printing or a podcast or anything, that's all under the open mind brand yeah that's really it's a lot of freaking work but it's gonna be worth it it, because it's under this big umbrella instead of you know ali's podcast that you're trying to like get out places it's no this is open mind yeah and i feel like building that right there Will be so much more successful because you have everything under here just like i'd have everything under the brand of the international superstar Star,
0: i mean how do you think that you know when somebody says who's Moby lee like i just said in the beginning you know it's like you know who Moby lee is it's your it's your it's who you are indefinitely and you know it's like you're saying it's like okay i want to be international superstar so it's under the brand of my youtube page my facebook page this is who i truly am when you see me in public you know, yeah. I mean, how do you feel like that's going to creating it or and designing it and getting it kind of critiqued?
1: I mean, well, it's not something that I feel was created. It's mm-hmm. always who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, as many people don't know, Moby isn't my real name, uh, but it is my name. When you're born, you're not given the chance to choose your name if you're a baby you don't know english or whatever language you speak Mm -hmm. and when i was 12 years old well my actual name is maurice but don't everyone don't tell anybody all right this is just a secret between the people watching this um but that's i never went by that even when i was a little kid back in elementary school they always called me mo and uh that's something that's like my mom would call me and that's it. And I never felt like that was really me, you know, that's not who I am. Just like, this is going to be like a big comparison, but like when transgender people talking about how they're born in one body, but that's not them. Mm-hmm. They're really this person. Mm-hmm. I felt the same way with like that name. So like, yeah, you're- exactly, so like, Moby Lee isn't like a creation that I decided to make. It's someone I've always been, but I didn't know what to call it until I was twelve. But it is a just a condensed portion of my name like if you were to look at my i d you could still get Moby Lee from the name that's there
0: pretty much I mean, you pretty much well thought of it. It's like hey, this is who, this is who I truly am. this is the name that I know I am that's crazy it's like hard it's like people come over like how do you come up with your name how did you come up with the open mind brand and i'm like hours of thinking about it i mean i had a first criteria people listen to the podcast and know the open mind how it started we wanted to call it handicraft but we couldn't (laughs) because of a gentleman that already had the domain name so i was like hmm called him up and i said i want your i want your uh, domain name no you can't have that why not Well, because I work with mentally challenged people. I'm like, how does that make any sense of what you're doing? You know, but I know what you're talking about. It's like really finding out who you truly are, you know?
1: Yeah. And I feel like not to take the subject off me, but I feel like people who don't know who they are don't really live fulfilling lives. Like everyone focuses on being different. But no one focuses on actually being themselves. They try. Exactly.
0: I think that's the thing that the one thing that you really push on in, in, in your things is like, dude, you got to be yourself. You have to be, you know, no matter how hard the world is or the person's treating you, it's like you can be who you are without any repercussion, you know. But I think it's hard because people like to bully people and you know, look at somebody else's being and go, well, hmm. And then like you see the, the the comments on the bottom, you're like, dude, you know, why would you do that? It's like because I feel good about myself. I don't care what you say. You're welcome to leave your opinion on the bottom, but I'm not gonna it's not gonna stress me out.
1: Yeah. Like, you know, like you
0: you know who you are.
1: Like I say some of the stuff that I've been called, but I don't know if I'm allowed to say it on the podcast.
0: Uh this is an open minded, explicit podcast, so say what you like.
1: Explicit. I've been called a fat nigger cunt before. Well, I mean that's a fat, that's, fat ugly nigger cunt. <laughs> And,
0: you knew that was going to come you. That's the easiest thing to call somebody a, to get under their skin.
1: What really upset me about that, and I replied to him, and I said, look. Oh, may, you
0: went down the rabbit hole. Why?
1: I had to. I said, I may be fat. I may be a nigger. I might even be a cunt, but I'm not ugly. I had to set that straight. <laughs> I'm cute. All those other things, whatever. But whatever,
0: I'm, yeah, just like.
1: But when it comes down to it, and maybe it's different because I'm six four and huge, but those are just names on a screen. They're not people in person. I know that they wouldn't have the balls to step to me in person, so I'm that's, not gonna. That's the
0: one thing I keep telling everybody. I'm like, they can hide behind their Twitter okay. handle or they and like saying it to your face is like, say it. Come on, say it now. No, because you're actually a big person. Well,
1: exactly. You know, maybe
0: maybe you got some issues that you need to work on.
1: And uh, something else that people don't realize, I'm I'm a really, really, really nice person. Like I'm generally, you're I generally a nice guy.
0: Yeah. When I first met you, you were you were amazing. We spoke for a bit, and you were just really genuine.
1: So what people don't realize is that when you talk bad about someone who's genuinely nice to everyone, you look bad. Like there's been times where people were, rare times, mind you, but times where people say something bad about me. And so many people come to my and how could you say that? What's your prop? Like this one rapper, I'm not going to say his name because me and him are cool now. We actually work together afterwards. But he had beef with one of my friends, Rock Nelson on the ground. And he wrote a status talking crap about me. And almost all the comments, like, that's my stuff. How can say that. He's so nice. I can't support you if you're going to say that about Moby. You just lost a fan. And I felt good because, like, just by me being a good person, like, all these people, I, I didn't, I could offend him myself. All the two are jumping him out of the fence and he generally looked like a bad person for coming at me. Just because I said, I'm a good person. Yeah. And stuff like that can be real rewarding. It, it, I think it's, it's
0: like what like, you said, you got to be genuine. You really, you, you're genuine is nobody can fucking really touch you.
1: Exactly. And, and people, uh, bad things happen to good people all the time. Uh, honestly it does but people shouldn't get discouraged and try to be a bad person to get good things to happen because things like that happen what i just said like when you're a good person good things will happen to you not all the time but eventually if you got to stab someone in the back to get ahead in life then you're not gonna live a life that's as fulfilling or as like the moments you have aren't going to be as good. Like it's really not going to be worth it. When you go somewhere and you work hard and smart and you're real to everybody and you're genuine to everybody, it's a lot better the road. Yeah, it's
0: like me. It's like somebody's like, you're 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 a fucking asshole. I'm like, I know what I am. I, I told you I'm an asshole, but I'm not going to sit there and sugarcoat anything you need me to say to you. Be that person behind your back, you know.
1: Exactly. Like, I'd
0: rather be that asshole that's straight up to you and say, "Hey Moby, you're fucking fat. Lose some weight." You know. Well, thank you. I really I've been trying to. I don't know where I don't know how to work out, man. What What do you recommend?
1: I mean, that scenario would be different because I do work out. Twenty four hour Fitness is where yeah. I go.
0: Yeah.
1: Killing it in the gym.
0: He is man. You see his rope work.
1: I wouldn't be. I wouldn't say fat. I'd, I'd more say obese.
0: No, nah, you're looking pretty good now. You lost some pounds there.
1: Hey, check it. I'm the most athletic fat guy you'll ever know. Like I got muscles. Like, like they're not. I don't have cuts. Oh boy. I don't have cuts, but it's getting big. It is. I'm not. See, the thing is, you're showing off because we both know you got muscles.
0: <laughs> I don't know, man. Our boy Nick looks pretty good too. He's going torn as thing. He's looking. He's looking pretty good.
1: I mean, he's still smaller than me. But, well,
0: Nick asked me the other day, he goes, uh, how, how do I look? And I'm like, tell me the truth. I'm like, you look good. Did I really lose weight? Did I really? Do you have that problem when you, like, hit the gym finally and people are like, Moby, oh, you looking good?
1: I have. The thing about losing weight is when you see yourself every single day in the mirror, you're not going to see it. Other people are going to see it. They haven't seen you in a while. So I've been told, I'm. you know, I'm trying my best, you know, I've. Uh, like the world and the universe works great. In one week, I had a conversation with a professional wrestler, professional boxers, and just like hardcore gym rats, just like asking them advice on where I need to be and how I need to do things. And I'm little by little going bigger and bigger and setting more goals. Like I can squat over 400 pounds now. Which That's not c- bad at all. And, like, all these other things. So, like, when people come to me, I'm like, yo, you lost some weight. Like, although I don't see it, I'm not like, yeah, great. Now I can go eat some fast food. I'm like, yo, thank you. I'm trying my hardest to, although I don't see it. I know I am because you're telling me. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And, And that in itself is rewarding. But it also has the mindset of it's not good enough until I get to my goal. So I'm glad that I'm doing it, but I still got a lot of work to do.
0: I say always keep at it. I always keep motivated because that's the one thing. Somebody's like, "Well, how do you keep motivated to work out weekly or whatever?" I've, I've been out of the gym for about two months now. Everybody's like, "Damn, you still look good." I'm like, "It's to walk to work. It's to walk back. It's to walk at work." I said that's just consistent. Just keeping your consistent, keeping your calories down.
1: That and you have those. I don't know what they're called because it's two of them.
0: Okay, so what Moby's describing, guys, he's calling the, the forearm crutches. Now, to be A- fair to one of our Canadian people at work. They're called Canadian crutches, also, but I use forearm crutches, and they are badass. And I'm gonna be doing, yeah. I'm gonna be doing a new paint job on them soon. They're gonna be Batman and Joker.
1: That's amazing. But using that, like, that's an arm workout right there. Like, and you're walking <laughs> and a pile going back and forth.
0: I think the walk from my apartment now, guys, to the. Uh, to so gate two, which is where we had to go in at work, is about a mile, about a mile 50. By the time I hit, like, my watch clips, it said I did, like, a 30-minute workout. I was like, damn, I did not know I did that. Exactly. I mean, I don't know what it would be for you because sometimes you, uh, you do running around the park also, so you probably burn a little more calories than I do.
1: Well, I, I, I try to go hard and jump to the proper fitness. It's, I love doing it, like, the end the morning when no one's on the machines at all. <sighs>
0: It's beautiful.
1: It's a beautiful thing. I hate like waiting for people to be done. That's my
0: thing. I, I love working at the gym, but like Moby just said, it's like you have to sit there and wait for a machine because you're like, okay, I have a set plan today. Today's leg day. Today's arm day. I'm going to do four reps here. Hop over to this machine, do this, and then finish up within the hour. And you got somebody waiting, just waiting on you or waiting on them. It's like nobody's in there. No one's farting. You know, you're not waiting. It's like, ah, oh, thank you, Jesus.
1: Yeah, it's something, I want to quote Bur- Bo Burnham on two things. Uh, one of the things he said, I don't go to the gym because I'm self-conscious about my body. And I'm self-conscious about my body because I don't go to the gym.
0: Oh, my Lord.
1: And, like, yo, know, that's <laughs> Double true.
0: negative right there?
1: Exactly. There are. Because of how their body looks, they're too embarrassed to oh, actually... Oh, dude, that, that
0: ain't me, bro. I'll hop right in there.
1: And they, like, if they worked out, they wouldn't have a body like that. So, like, if you're defeating yourself, if you don't want to go there, because, like, buff guys are working out or slim girls are working out and you feel self-conscious so you don't do it, by not doing it, you're not going to get to the point where you need to be. And one more thing he said... That really affects my life a lot and it really bothers me. Is I can't fit my hand inside of a Pringles can, and it's tragic. I try to get in there, but I can only go about four inches before you know I get there. And by then, the crumbs have accumulated. So if I try to pull it in, it splashes all over my shirt.
0: I mean, let's be honest about the Pringles can, worst design ever.
1: Yeah, like I them. mean, you
0: got to literally pour it out and lay it on a napkin if you want your Pringles, but I feel for him.
1: Hold on. Phone call. Yo, can't talk right now. Doing a podcast with Open Mind Industries. So making history. It's the next big thing. I'll hit you back later. <laughs> the next big
0: thing. Love it. Y'all wanted realism.
1: Listen, I'm gonna tell y'all this right now, real quick. This right here is history in the making. This is the second ever podcast that's been done with the international superstar Moby Lee.
0: That is true. It's, He's the second one. He's like, like he got so excited.
1: This right here, before Open Mind is a huge company that's known globally. And Moby Lee is a household name known around the world. You guys can go back to this interview right here and just like, like, wow, like this is where they were. This is what they were talking about before all this stuff happens. Wow. And you're going to see through our example that no matter where you are in life or no matter how hard you're going, successful will pay off. And you have my word. You can look back at this when I'm in movies and when he's doing this thing with his company and having a bunch of people work under them, that this is where we started from.
0: Exactly. That's all big stepping stones for everybody. you got to keep working your ass off and get what you want. So what, 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 what the hell I want to ask you? Oh. Shit, I lost track of what I was going to even ask. That's a good question. It
1: happened to me, too. It's oh, going to back to you.
0: Oh, Lord. Uh, yeah, so freaking anyway, I mean, like, you know, when you did the second podcast, he got really interested in doing it. He was like, we doing it, we doing it, we doing it. I said, yeah, let's do it. How do you feel, like, when you finally, you know, when you're doing a podcast or when you're finally interview? like, you're already telling me we're, like, just shooting a shit about this. When somebody gives you, like, a list of questions, you're like, do you do better, like, listening to that or you, like, just go with the flow?
1: Um. Well, the other podcast I did was literally just talking also. Uh, When it comes to that, it's just about being prepared and knowing what you're getting yourself into. I'm great with improv. and just talking from the top of my head or whatever. But Batman, as you've seen in the beginning of this, is a huge influence of mine. Kevin Conner, one of my favorites, yeah. Yeah, Batman's always prepared for everything. He has a contingency for everything. Like, whenever he goes into stuff, he knows all possible outcomes. So, since I've never been in your podcast before i want to know what to expect what should we do what kind of stuff we're going to do when we're going to start so i'm mentally prepared to give you the absolute best podcast i can because the last thing i want is to you know be caught off guard and not give you the absolute best experience and and in my opinion being who i am as the international superstar if this isn't your best podcast and i'm doing a disservice to you
0: It it, it will come when it comes, people will watch, some people won't. Like, I think the best thing that I learned from a lot of doing, listening to a lot of podcasts, Chris Hardwick said it the best. Chris Hardwick does Nerdist. He runs Nerdist Industries and um, Night Night and all those kind of damn shows. He runs that comedy that way. But he said, you know what? He said, don't worry about, don't worry about people not listening to your podcast because some people don't understand the person you're talking to. They won't get it. They'll tune into the next one. They'll find it later on. Just keep doing what you're doing and you're going to be fine. The one question I do want to ask you is, you know, when people meet you, the perception, like the real Moby, when so, okay, so you come from podcasts or your videos and then someone meets you at a a con or out in public and they're like, Moby, and you're like, hi, you know, how do you think that translates? Like, do you think that they, uh, are you putting up a shield for them not to see the real you or what, how do you perceive that?
1: How you see me right now is the real me. The only time I'm playing a character is if I'm playing a character in a video. If you were to hang out with me, like the only the only difference in person is when I'm at work, I don't say nigga.
0: That is what? the one thing. Yeah, I was kind of. A, I brought it to somebody. I said, you know, when I get him on, I kind of want Moby to be Moby. I don't want him to be.
1: Yeah, that's the only only difference at all. <laughs> yeah, because
0: when you're at, when you're at work, you don't want to profanity and.
1: No, I don't curse at all.
0: Yeah, you try to be as clean as possible at work. Because we work around children, families, everything in our job. So it's like we have to be as...
1: But uh, that's the only difference. Like, I don't curse at all. But I do say nigga a lot in my real life. And I don't at work. But that's the only difference. Besides that, if you you meet me or if you come to me, I'm going to be the same person I am on a podcast, the same person I am in my videos. Because I feel like I shouldn't have to... Like, one thing I don't want to do is put on a front of someone who I want people to think I am and, like, videos. So it'd be, like, a lot of vloggers are like, what's up, YouTube? It's me. This, this. Hey, how y'all doing? Ha. And they're not like that. No, they're trying
0: to – what they're trying to do is get numbers, keep their fan base. And the energy is so – when you see them in public, they're like, oh, how you doing? Hey, how are you? Thanks for watching.
1: And I'm not like that. Like, me, what you see is what you get. And I'm me all the time. I, that comes to being a genuine person. Like, however you see me on anywhere, like, that's exactly who I am in person. Like, it, it hasn't happened a lot. People have said they see me in videos, or they're a fan, or they, they recognize me from the internet. And it always feels great. And it's always amazing. But what they see there is what they get. And I'm I'm always down to, to kick with people or to take pictures and stuff like that. Like, it's it's amazing and humbling.
0: I mean, so what's you I mean? So you you'll do that. So what's next for Moby Lee's agenda? Like, what is Moby doing? And if you're trying to build the brand, obviously, and you're trying to motivate yourself to move forward, what are your next steps?
1: All right, I got you. I'm gonna give you the exclusive scoop right here, right now, in Open Mind Industries. Straight. Oh boy. Apart, So nobody oh, else. Bo- better, oh boy. Same. Check it. Here we go. so I got my parodies. I got Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist. There, that those four parodies coming out. I got some other stuff that's on the way that I don't want to say yet because I want it to be a surprise. I'm gonna start making music again. I don't know if people know this, but I actually have about four mixtapes that I have. I uh, make a lot of music. I got just. Making more appearances. I'm going to start making more merchandise on top of the shirts and wristbands I sell. I'm going to try to do like household stuff like pens, lighters, whatever. Just building the brand of the international superstar, trying to make it as known as possible and just working with people. I love working with people no matter how many subscribers I have. Like, I don't even ask. Like, if someone. I get over 5,000. Someone has two subscribers and they don't want to work with me. If I see their passion about it, like, I'm always down to do it. So working with people, building my name, trying to be as big as I possibly can so I can, you know, make something to myself. And down the line, if I see Brock Lesnar... I'm hitting him on sight. Like, if me and him are in, in the street, like, I'm fighting him right then and there. Like, Brock Lesnar, if you watching this, like, you going down. I've been telling you for a minute. You had it too easy for too long. I don't care if you're the universal champion. I'm knocking you out. I'm taking yourself. You, Brock, you ain't got nothing on me, Brock. I'm telling you right now. You a punk, and you keep running. Me and him the same size. He's just bigger and mass. I'm an inch taller than him. Brock Lesnar's going to get knocked out if you see me. I'm just being honest. I'm sorry. I got a little heated, but me and Brock got beef. You know what no, he did. No,
0: that, that, that's pleasure, man. That's pleasure right there. I don't, know who would, I don't know who would win. I think it'd be a draw.
1: The only way it'd be a draw if we had pencils. If we're using fists, I'm knocking him <laughs> out. First couple of seconds. Brock Lesnar got nothing on me. I don't care how big he is. I don't know if I'd say the same thing. It feels like in person right now, because the thing is, I'm not wearing shoes, so I don't know how good my grip would be. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And I'm I'm like, like, it's hot, so I might be a little fatigued. So I'm not trying to fight them right this moment. But best believe, if we bump into each other, it's going down.
0: Ah, that's a fight, 508. You better wear a GoPro for that one.
1: Yeah. But I want to know what you're going to be doing in the
0: future. So right now, what we're doing in the future is we're making our new hand grips, and we're working on some more 3D printing stuff, and we are trying to build a 3D crutch. That's awesome. That's what we're trying to do. That's
1: going to take a lot. A full crutch?
0: A whole crutch, yeah. So we're really working on it right now. We're studying software or studying new designs, carbon fiber, stuff like that. So it's been kind of crazy. We've had ideas. We're still working on R&Ding. You guys can see this right here. But this is one of the hand groups we came up with. It's got some nice texture to it. So we're actually working on some more stuff. And right now, I'm actually working on a little product for one of our coworkers at the Horror Makeup Show. So I'm trying to get her a little something, something, because her hands is killing her. So this is what this is all about. So this is what we pretty much do: make uh, make everybody's life a little bit easier, day to day life.
1: That's awesome, man. I'm we- glad, and I want to personally thank you for letting me be on your podcast. It's amazing. I'm gonna say one last thing.
0: Go for it.
1: Before I go. Uh, there is. A wrestler, I'm not going to say her name because I don't know if it's public knowledge yet, but there's a wrestler who's wrestled in WWE and around the world. Like, she's famous, but she's not like full time WWE, so she's not rich, but she is famous. She's been on TV a lot. So, probably CNA and, out... and Indies and stuff
0: like yeah. that. Yeah.
1: And I found out that she works at Universal Studios with me. So, like, when I found out, I'm like, wow. She's literally on TV right now, me and her, both freaking Universal Studios. Like, that made me feel so good about myself. You got to start somewhere, brother. Exactly. Like, it made, It motivated me because it's like she's on TV and she's still here. So, like, even though I'm here, like, I can't be like, ah, oh, like, I'm working here instead of doing that. You know what I'm saying? Like I got it, a lot
0: of friends that are in the makeup industry that worked on movies, and, and they have to pay the bills somehow.
1: Exactly. So, like, no matter what, no matter where you are, just because, like, you're working a day job instead of, like, your dream career, you can't let that stop you because literally anything can happen. I know a few other wrestlers. I'll I'll name drop this one. Uh, Lince Dorado, Rich Swan. they're in the Cruiserweight division in WWE, and I hung out with them before they got signed. They're doing a Cruiserweight Classic. And like we chilling, we kicking it. You know, I didn't know them too well. They're just uh, on the Independence. And like two months later, they're in WWE, they're on Raw and SmackDown, they're at pay per views. You know, and I'm like, yo, that's crazy. Like I was just kicking it with them like a month ago. So it, things can happen anytime, opportunities can happen anytime. Like you can be somewhere doing one thing and a week later, like at, at any moment you can have the success that you're reaching for it. So don't don't give up, don't stop. If you really enjoy doing something, if it's really your passion, you can get your break at any time. Don't right. give up right before it happens. Agreed.
0: Same to you, man. You've been working your ass off, I've been working my ass off. Art, we've been doing it for three years and still, they're like, oh, what are you working on? And I show them and they're like, oh shit, you really been, I was like, we're an R&D company. It doesn't mean, what's R&D mean? I'm like research and development. So it's taking something and turning it into something. Yeah. Same as you. You're taking something, turning it into something, and then putting it out. Exactly. And that's that's the one thing I always tell people. I'm like, and hey, you just said it. you got to keep working. It doesn't matter where you start from, how you do it. you got to have that drive to get your ass out of bed every morning. I mean, like, damn, I want to do this. I want to do this. I mean, that's one thing. I mean, you probably keep a notebook next to you at night. It's like, okay, I'm going to do this this morning. I've got the script written for this. I just, it's just called Keep Motivated, pretty much.
1: Yeah, nonstop, Can't stop, won't stop. Bad boy for life.
0: Bad, 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 bad boys. Well, Billy, if you would do me the pleasure, we're going to sign off here. Could you tell the people
1: to keep an open mind? All right, I'm going to make so of my outro on YouTube. All right, guys, make sure you thumbs up this video, hit that subscribe button, and until next time, peace. Also... Make sure you and listen to me right here. I'm going say it real quick. I'm going to get a little bit close, not too close, a little bit, just a little bit, a little bit close. Not too close. I don't want to make you uncomfortable. just a little bit closer. Listen to me right here, right now. See what you got to do? You right there, you just watching me. I'm, I'm looking at you. I'm looking at you. You got to keep an open mind.
0: know like always keep an open mind. Ladies and gentlemen, Moby Lee, thanks for dropping in. We will talk to you soon. And always, guys, remember to check out his YouTube channel, our YouTube channel, OpenMindIndustries.com. Moby Leaves links will be under our video description, our podcast. Always, guys, keep an open mind. Moby, pleasure talking to you, sir. Have a great afternoon.
1: Thank you.